I'm Polly. I'm a mom, a wife, a pelvic floor physical therapist, and founder of No Kegels University. I have helped thousands of women stop leaking, enjoy intimacy, and feel proud of their bodies, even after having kids. After years of listening to women wonder why no one talks about leaking, how they should properly recover after having a baby, and that pleasurable intimacy is possible, I started to get real frustrated because I believe that no mom or woman should struggle when there are answers. It became my mission to shed light on the lack of postpartum care and the lack of discussion on issues that relate to women and their health, even if they can be uncomfortable sometimes. It also became my mission to change the conversation on women's health, the pelvic floor, and more. Here we go. Episode 56, Postpartum Kegels. I get asked a lot of different questions, and one of the ones that has seemed to come up quite a bit lately is, how soon after I give birth should I be doing Kegels? And my question right back is, well, why are you wanting to do Kegels? And the answer is somewhere around, well, I don't want my pelvic floor to be wrecked which I totally understand. But I'll say that while I don't love kegels, I also think that there is no such thing as a wrong or a bad or an incorrect exercise, just your reasons behind wanting to do whatever that exercise is. If it's not helping you reach your goals, then then at that point, maybe it's not the best exercise for you. So let me walk you through what Kegels potentially could do after you have your baby. So first and foremost, doing Kegels when you are contracting and relaxing those pelvic floor muscles after you have that baby, those muscles can act as a pump to get rid of some of that fluid. Because if you think about it, there is a little bit of trauma to the area. And depending on how your delivery went, there might be some inflammation, there might be some swelling. So having muscle contraction, or even potentially kegels can act as a pump to get rid of some of that fluid. Because anytime we have inflammation that's sitting around for longer than needed, it can do more damage than good. Much like house guests, right? And the next thing that kegels could potentially do is that they will be able to help get you stronger. And the point I, well, I should say the couple points that I want to add here is that when we talk about doing kegels, you have, or at least what the research says, you have a 30% chance of doing a kegel correctly. And where this comes into play is, that's a 70% chance that you could be doing it wrong. And I'm not a betting woman, but I would definitely not take that bet. And in my own personal experience, based on what I have seen with my 13 years of experience, is that when patients perform kegels, the majority of the time, and I think a 30% chance of doing it correctly is really generous. I actually think that that number is quite a bit less because sometimes what I have seen is because those muscles are so weak, those pelvic floor muscles, 
Each woman will sometimes pick up bad habits. So rather than tightening and squeezing and pulling those muscles up and in, what ends up happening is that they actually push that air out or that pressure, if you will. And so that pelvic floor is pushing away from the direction it's supposed to be going. Sometimes women will squeeze their bum cheeks or squeeze their groin or squeeze every muscle but their pelvic floor. And doing that instead of doing an actual Kegel can create bad habits down the road. And while you might think, oh, yes, I'm doing my Kegels after I gave birth, I'm doing all the things I'm supposed to be doing, the issue is that you aren't actually doing what you think you're doing. And I don't mean that to be offensive. I don't want you to feel bad. I really don't even want to give you a complex where you're like, oh, shoot, I'm not even doing it the right way. I should just quit. I bring these points up to you because, again, I don't necessarily believe that there's any reason why uh, exercise would be considered bad or incorrect, but just, well, what are the reasons behind it? And at the end of the day, I want you to have success with your pelvic floor and for it to be strong and for it to do all the things that it needs to. And so if you have low chances of doing this correctly, well, shoot, (laughs) we should give you something different to help replace that. But also, if you didn't catch last week's episode, when I asked the question, are Kegels the best exercise, and gave you a couple of different reasons to consider for you to make that decision on your own, then go ahead and check that episode out. But I think really even deeper into this subject of postpartum Kegels and when you should be doing them and if you should be doing them, my worry is that because just with trying to do them on your own, that might get you down the road of bad habits or maybe even not doing them correctly. But also all that effort and all that time as a new mother, you might feel very discouraged that you put all this effort and all this time in. Not that I'm wanting you to feel that way, but if you're putting all that effort and time in as a new mother, thinking that you're making a difference and you don't end up doing so, making a difference that is, then especially as a new mom, because I've been there, everything just feels so heavy and so hard. And like I said before, setting you up with success to have actual change in that pelvic floor so that your pelvic floor isn't, and while I don't believe this, wrecked. I want you to have some things to do instead of the kegels. Now, I'm going to give you three different things that I would, if you were my sister, I would say, do these instead. Don't worry about the kegels. Do these things instead. So the first one is, is to do balloon breathing. Now, I will link this episode in the show notes, but I did an entire episode on a guided training on balloon breathing, but I'll give you a quick little taste here. So this is actually part of phase two in my method, the No Kegels University method. And this is the way that I help women strengthen their pelvic floors to stop leaking, return to intimacy, and feel proud of their bodies, even after having kids, and of course, without Kegels. So phase two in balloon breathing, many people know this as diaphragmatic breathing. However, 
I feel like that neglects the parts that so many other body parts and muscles play here. So think with me for a moment, as we inhale, our lungs should fill with air. And as that happens, our rib cage should expand. The back of our rib cage should expand. The front of our belly should expand. And of course, that pelvic floor is going to move down and out of the way. So think with me for a moment here. If we had a pretend balloon inside of our belly, and as soon as we start to inhale, using the lower lobes of our lungs, not our chest, where we're having lots of chest movement moving up and down. You can always watch yourself in the mirror to see. We don't we don't want any chest movement, but pretend you have that balloon inside your belly. As soon as you start to inhale, you can feel that balloon start to blow up. So it's going to push on your belly. It's going to push into the back of the rib cage, into the sides of your rib cage, and of course, down and into that pelvic floor. That is what I'm after with balloon breathing. And the other piece I'll add here is you're not tightening anything. This is something that happens naturally and physiologically, and there's so many benefits to doing this. But in specifics here, as it relates to postpartum, is that encouraging. So remember in the beginning how I talked about that muscles can act as a pump to help get rid of some of that fluid, some of that swelling, some of that inflammation. This balloon breathing can help with that. It's also giving appropriate and gentle pressure because you never heard me mention anything about pushing down or anything. It's very gentle. It's very natural. And so when you're doing this balloon breathing and asking or having that pelvic floor move downwards or to lengthen in response to all of that pressure or volume displacement that's happening is that muscle pump. It's also, like I said, giving pressure, and that is how that pelvic floor responds. If you think about when you jump, laugh, cough, sneeze, pre-kids, that pelvic floor did exactly that. It would respond to pressure. And so if we're not gently encouraging the natural pressure that it should be dealing with all of the time, that's where our pelvic floor can start to get into problems. However, if you implement balloon breathing after you have that baby and uh, and have that pelvic floor lengthen, not only are we implementing that proper pressure, but we're helping those muscles, those pelvic floor muscles act as a pump to get rid of some of that fluid. The second thing that I want you to do after you have that baby, if you were my sister, is to start walking as soon as you can, as soon as you feel comfortable, as soon as you feel safe. And the reason is, is again, those pelvic floor muscles are going to work and help act like a pump to get rid of some of that fluid. And the beautiful thing here is you are probably as a new mother walking around with your baby already. And so this is not something where you're having to carve out 20 minutes so you can put your workout clothes on and go do No way. This is you walking around your home, walking around the hospital, really asking those muscles, pelvic floor muscles, hip muscles, and really all the other muscles do their job. And the third thing that I would have you do is to do mini squats. We know that whatever the hip is doing or not doing, it decides what the pelvic floor is doing or not doing. And so you doing mini squats is going to encourage those hip muscles to do their job. And then in turn, it's going to encourage those pelvic floor muscles to do their job. 
And so again, we now have the benefits of pumping that fluid out. Now your pelvic floor is having appropriate pressure because of the balloon breathing. But also we know that there's endorphins that come with having exercise. And I know as a new mother, this is not, you know, you're lifting weights and sweating and being out of breath. This is very gentle. And the other part that I want you to notice here is that number one, these are things that you can do with your baby. You can do the balloon breathing while you're nursing or feeding that baby. Not a problem at all. And in fact, it'll help to turn on your rest and digest system where healing will happen, but it also will help because the rest and digest system is turned on. It will help with letdown as you're nursing or just even feeling relaxed and increasing that bond with that baby. The other component that I want you to think about here besides being able to do this with your baby is that these are all very gentle and they're all very healing. Another piece that I feel like gets missed a lot is that women are just trying to get back into the thick of it rather than letting their body heal. Depending on how your delivery went, you may need extra time for healing. And as a new mother, you may not be having a ton of time to sleep, right? And so if you're not sleeping, then you're not healing. And so I want to give a sisterly piece of advice here. Just slow down. Let your body heal. Have that extra time with the baby. The house and the cleanliness and and what have you, some of that can go. Not all of that needs to be there. But your body is also wildly important as well. And I don't want you to forget that. I hope that these three tips are helpful for you. Um, maybe if you aren't currently postpartum or a new mother, you can share this with someone who is or someone who is expecting. Because one of the things that as I share these three tips, and these are the same things that I share with my patients and my coaching clients, they feel this sense of relief that this burden is off, that they don't have to get back to these kegels. But really, some of these things are probably already things they're doing already. And to feel like, okay, as a new mom, I'm already doing most of these things. That feeling of accomplishment is huge as a new mom. So if you are a new mom, then implement this. If not, then please share. If you're interested, you are welcome to grab the free guide that will be linked in the show notes, the three reasons that kegels don't work and what will. I also would love to invite you to my sorority, the No Kegels University sorority. And if you're ready to dive in for more programs and more pelvic floor strengthening exercises and things, be sure to check the show notes and check out No Kegels University, where there's a multitude of plans and programs to choose from. And I want you to remember that you're an heiress and a queen and everything in between. See you in the next one. If you enjoyed this episode or even wondered if I can help you, check the show notes for more details. And to see what else I'm up to, follow me on the socials at Beyond the V, period, by Polly. Because I'm changing the conversation on women's health, the pelvic floor, and more, I still need your help. Please subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend or two. See you next week.